Hello and welcome to the Reorg Europe podcast. It's Thursday, September the 3rd. I'm Richard Woolley, back from a short break, and this week I'm going to be talking to senior reporter Aurelia Siedelhofer about German real estate company Core Estate. But first, an update on Virgin Atlantic Airways, which yesterday became the first debtor to win court approval for a restructuring plan under the newly minted Part 26A of the English Companies Act, also known as the Super Scheme. Justice Richard Snowden sanctioned the plan, which the carrier is using to implement arrangements that form part of a broader recapitalisation worth about £1.2 billion over the next 18 months. One of the most discussed aspects of the new super scheme when it came into effect earlier in the year was the power of the court to cram down dissenting creditors. However, given that all four classes of creditor in the Virgin Atlantic plan consented to the proposal, the tool wasn't tested. Justice Snowden did offer some thoughts on it, however, observing that it might be said that a company could not create a cram-down power by constituting classes of supportive creditors, who it was possible to deal with consensually outside the plan, in order to cram down a minority class. Unless, of course, a company could show why it was using the court in this way. It seems we'll have to wait for the next Part 26A plan for a chance to see what happens when the tool is taken out of the box. This week, Reorg published new coverage on a German real estate investment manager and co-investor called Core Estate. The company has been targeted by short sellers, including Muddy Waters on the equity side, as well as some investors on the credit side in recent months. And the company's 300 million euro bond then dropped to about 60 about two weeks after the company released disappointing second quarter earnings. Aurelia, can you tell us a bit more about what the company does and why it's become a popular short among investors? Hi, Richard. Yes, uh, I actually first became aware of the company last October when German filings showed that Muddy Waters had a small short position on the shares. And the bonds and shares dropped a bit following that announcement because Muddy Waters obviously has a reputation for its research and short positions. But at the time, it was hard to find out what exactly Muddy Waters' reasons for shorting the name were because Germany, especially pre-Wirecard, had a reputation for taking actions against short sellers and um, that's probably why there was no information available back then. What was clear back then, however, was that the company's bonds had a high yield compared to other real estate companies due to its mezzanine lending business, which is by nature a bit riskier compared to other real estate investments. Okay, can you maybe talk a little bit more about how Core Estate's business breaks down and how mezzanine lending features in the mix? Sure. So there are several parts of Core Estate's business. Real estate asset management, including, for example, the refurbishment or looking after lettings, and investing in real estate assets, such as office and retail space, as well as residential properties. And they can do that either with debt, debt or equity. But roughly 40% of the company's EBITDA is generated from the mezzanine lending business. Now, mezzanine lending means that the company will lend to property developers at a very early stage. So, for example, when the developer acquires a piece of land but does not have a building permit yet. Generally, typically a developer will have to fund about 40% of the project before they start and Core Estate will provide, let's say, roughly 25% of the overall project cost at this stage. A lot of lenders will not lend above a loan-to-value ratio of 
say 65%, so the remaining funny funding will have to come from mezzanine lending. This is by nature riskier and also means core state can charge higher interest rates of about 20%. So then after the initial stages of the projects, the value of the asset increases because there's a building permit, there's perhaps a structure, and normally the borrower will repay its loan to core state within 12 or 18 months, as at that stage, they can get cheaper financing from somewhere else and it wouldn't make sense for them to continue paying the high interest rate. Okay, so so what are the downsides to this business model and what points have investors highlighted as being problematic? Well, these mezzanine lending funds are called Stratos funds um, and they're run by Core Estate's subsidiary HFS. So you can look at the annual accounts for each of the Stratos funds on the German company's register. And investors looked at that and raised concerns that some of the loans in these funds appear to remain much longer in in the funds than one year, which then would suggest that there could be some difficulties with the redemption of these loans. Now, to be clear, the company has only recorded one minor case of a write-down of the value of an asset so far, but some investors think, given the high risk profile of these investments, this seems a bit odd. But then I suppose that the real estate market in big German cities has been pretty strong over the past few years, right? Do you think COVID-19 and just the general economic environment at the moment could have an impact on mezzanine lending and, and other segments of core estate's business? Yes, you're right, of course. Generally speaking, the German real estate market, especially in cities like Berlin, Munich, Cologne and Frankfurt, where core estate is active, was very strong in recent years. And this is mainly driven by constraints on the supply side, uh, which has been widely reported and is driven by migration to major German cities. Many listeners will probably remember that this sparked policies such as the rent cap in Berlin last year, and there was also other rent regulation in other cities. And it seems if the mezzanine lending business has been relatively resilient with 11 to 13% returns at core estate. But in May and April, there was a slight slump in demand for the funds, as far as we understand, because of the COVID-19 pandemic and people stepping away from certain investments. Things seem to have normalized since, but of course, a slump in real estate uh, in general and more specifically in Germany would be a problem. What could this mean for the loans in the Stratos funds? It's not entirely clear what would happen if a developer couldn't repay its loan to Core Estate. We understand that Core Estate would monitor the project and would get involved operationally if there were any issues, like delays in the construction, for example. Also, as we said, the market was strong in the last few years, um, so this obviously benefited uh, Core Estate's situation. But if a lot of investors decided to withdraw money from the Stratus Stratus funds because they wanted to reduce risk exposure, for example, core estate could be in a difficult position. Real estate assets are by nature not very liquid. So even within the 12 month notice period for the withdrawals, it could be difficult for core estate to get the cash to repay investors. 
On the other hand, arguably in a worse market, there should be more demand for mezzanine lending, as other sources of financing may reduce. Also, Core State um, sometimes finances projects and has them on its own balance sheet before it turns them into investment products. So this is another risk that some investors don't like. And what about holders of the bond due in 2023? Are there any specific risks to the bond in addition to the risk the company's operational performance is seeing? Well, the bond is unsecured and matures in 2023. And there's also a 200 million convertible bond due 2022. The company recorded a cash burn of 10.6 million in the first half of the year and leverage was four times at the end of June. So, of course, refinancing the bond further down the line could be challenging, depending on how the market and the company performance develops. Thanks, Aurelia. As always, you can read more about these situations online at reorg.com. We'll be back in two weeks' time with another Reorg EMEA podcast, but until then, stay safe and thank you very much for listening.